Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for And Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Executive Coaches, Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, with over 50 years of quantum leadership and cultural transformation experience between them. We will be bringing you the most pressing issues facing leaders and organizations throughout the globe today. So once again, welcome and enjoy today's show. Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, here for you. We've got great stuff going on today. My partner, Rich Barron, I'm Michael Bailey. We're going to be talking about stuff that happens between the suite, uh, the East C-suite and employees and uh, what's going on between those two groups. It's almost like a class distinction here, Rich. Yeah. That's what I'm reading. There's this lack of understanding or communication between the C-suite and employees. We're going to be taking a look at this is from Deloitte. Yeah. Right. This report's from Deloitte and it's come out just recently. I just think it's this last quarter or so has come out. It's taking a look at some specific areas we're going to examine. And I think in many ways, what it comes down to are you really and truly leaders? Are you paying attention? Are you really talking to your people? Are you really listening? Are you really hearing what they are saying? And are you getting it? Or are you just patent and in denial and saying everything's just fine, hunky dory? You know, let's all go upstairs and we'll have another brownie. So uh, we'll let them figure out when they can take the break. Right. Exactly. You know, kind of thing, you know. So yeah. let's start with some some figures here. We got, a, we got some uh, some statistics that are kind of eye opening. Startling statistics. Startling statistics. Please sit down and put on your seatbelt. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about physical well being. We're going to talk physical well being, mental well being, social well being, and financial well-being, the distinction between employees and C-level people, right? Right. So let's start there. Well, as let's, far as physical well-being, go ahead, go ahead. Physical well-being, absolutely. And I, I think before we get started on this, um, I, I think this is an indication of a far bigger issue, underlying issue at work uh, in, in organizations. And so th- let's talk about the, the well-being, this well-being. So physical well-being. Now, this is this was done by uh, this survey was done by companies in United States, Canada, uh, Great Britain, and Australia. So this 21, was, 2,100 participants, right? 2,100 participants. And so let's talk about physical well-being. And this was percentage of people who selected excellent or good. Now, from the employee side, 65% stated that their physical well-being was, was excellent or good. However, the perception of the C-suite on, those, on their employees was 89%. 89%, they felt that the, the physical well-being of their employees was excellent or good. So That's nearly a 25% point difference. Yeah, there's a definite distinction there. Yeah. Um, Mental well-being. This is an important one. Uh, mental well-being at work is, you know, that takes into in, in account so many different things: stress, being overworked. Um, you know, we could we we could do a whole another podcast and probably have about this very thing. But mental well-being: fifty-nine percent of employees stated excellent or good, while eighty-four percent of the C-suite believed that their employees were 
were doing what had either excellent or good mental well-being. Another 25% bump. Another 25%. Yep. Social well-being. And uh, this is uh, 51%. 51% of employees in this survey stated excellent or good. Um, and uh, 84%, again, of the C-suite, that was their perception of the, of the employees uh, being their social well-being. 33% difference. Yep. And here's the biggest one, financial well-being. 40% of uh, employees stated excellent or good, while 81% of C-suite executives felt that their employees' financial well-being was good. That is twice as good as the employees thought. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Big disconnect. Big disconnect there. How do, how yeah. do you get such, I mean, those are huge differences. 25%, 25%, 33%, 50% difference. Yeah. That's that's huge. Well, and this is my concern, Michael, that if, if we are struggling with this type of communication in organizations, and remember, communication is a two-way street. It really is. What other things are we missing? If the well-being of your employees is is there's such a big disconnect that the C-suite thinks we're doing much better than we actually are, what else are we missing in in, in organizations? Well, I'd say the first thing you're missing is good leaders. Yeah, you cannot possibly have this level of denial or ignorance or just you know you know who cares going on at that level. Right. And expect that the people that are leading the organization or corporation are worth a hill of beans. That's yeah. impossible. It, 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 it's an oxymoron. Yeah. It, it, it truly is. It, 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 what, uh, you know, are we just looking at the numbers? Are we just looking at the financials? Are we just looking at the way the stakeholders feel? Are we just looking in the mirror? Are we just looking in the mirror? Exactly. You know, where's the disconnect? And and here's the thing, Michael, we work with companies on culture. We know that 75% of companies flat out fell in cultural and organizational, you know, being able to pivot and change, transform, change, all those yeah. So, and it's interesting that we even go back and look at some of this, and it roughly is three quarters of these organizations that are, that are polled. Yeah. So is there a correlation there? 75% of companies flat out fail because of their, their inability to pivot and change. And 75% of companies are, there's a big disconnect in the communication with how we, we perceive our employees. And the big thing there, the big thing there is this, and it, leaders take this seriously because the big thing is denial. Denial. Absolutely. They do not believe that they are doing as poorly as the numbers indicate, even though they live and die by the numbers. But right. when it comes to the numbers that are generated about employee well-being, as we're talking about here, they're not, you know, this that's not working out that way. They're not seeing the numbers for what they are. They're right. dismissing them, they're denying them, they're ignoring them. But, right, but on the other hand, a lot of this information, while they are collecting it, they record this. They are not publishing it publicly. Exactly. Exactly. Is it something we don't want people to know about? Is there is, you know, do we not know want our stakeholders to know the truth about what's really going on behind the doors of our organization? 
that we're not doing as well as as we want you to think or that we don't want the employees to know exactly yeah and there you go so there's this so there's this it breeds a kind of of uh suspicion and all mistrust. the way around absolutely that 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 leads to distrust it leads to you know making scenarios up about why are you doing this well why aren't you doing this and all of a sudden you're really creating an adversarial kind of uh, environment in your yeah. own organization where you should be bringing people together it's very strange when you think about it it's very very strange yeah. it's very unhealthy the biggest way to start a rumor mill in your company is lack of transparency do a cultural assessment and then don't publish the results that's uh, yeah <laughs> or deny that that's what they said <laughs> or deny that you ever actually did it yes yeah <laughs> did you think that was a cultural assessment oh no 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 <laughs> we were just curious <laughs> and and we're saying that because we see that <laughs> yeah, it's we true. see that and we've seen the results <clears throat> it's it's horrific well what's interesting about that when you really take yeah. a look at it the fundamental just that human level the amount of fear and cowardice that exists yes. in many C-level yes. operations. Yes. It's cowardice. Yeah. There's no other way to describe it. It's maybe it's avarice and cowardice and just a lack of integrity. It's all that yeah. kind of stuff. But it's very strange. It's very weird that the very people that say they're interested in doing great things with their company and their organization yeah. oftentimes are their own worst enemies. They, oh, uh, you know, here's the thing. Culture is a top-down function. So if you really want to find the issues in your organizational culture, you only have to look one place. You really do. That's at the top. That's at the top. It's not somebody. It's not. It's not somebody in shipping. It's not somebody in manufacturing. Not the janitor. Doggone it's him. Not, it's not. It's not her. That, yeah, yeah. That the after hours guy <laughs> sneaking around the offices. It's not him. It's not them. And so you can run. You can run all these scenarios in your mind. Or in your meetings, what it could be. But in reality, there's only one place to look. And that's that's the top. I, I got another thing. Let's here's a here's another thing, Michael, about not being transparent or being uh you know uh, and in this same survey, okay? And it's uh, it's um around one of three employees and executives are constantly struggling with fatigue and poor mental health. That's another issue. That's we're not going to tell anybody. We don't want anybody to know that we're struggling, you know, which is the fastest way to auger in, quite frankly. There's a, there's another graphic in this figure yes. two. I want to yeah, focus on this one where it talks about exhausted and stressed. And yeah, you want to you want to go with this one, Michael? I just with the time we have, maybe maybe we'll come back and visit. There's, But I want to kind of tie in what we've been talking about with this disconnect with leadership. Yes. And employees. And that's, it talks the first two about exhaustion and stress. That's much more with the, with the employees than with the C-suite. But the one that grabbed my attention was about being overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. In this case, the C-level people are much more overwhelmed or significantly more overwhelmed than the employees. Yes. Now, that is very telling. That is very, very telling. But it says to me, we talked a little bit about this. You talked about preparation, backup kinds of plans and that kind of stuff. Right, right. I think it also has to do with how unprepared many leaders are in right. leadership positions. Well, this is what I, I would say. And even without having the numbers in front of me, this is just my humble opinion. 
But I think we can go back and find even some of these numbers that pre-pandemic, things were cruising along pretty good with most companies. Money was cheap. You didn't see these kind of of issues with uh, turnover, the great resignation. Uh, You know, a lot of these leaders were not prepared for something that slammed them as hard as a pandemic did. You know, how could you really prepare for that? But the thing was, there were really no contingency plans. We were cruising along in our comfort zone. Money was cheap. Like I said, money was cheap. Business was good. Uh, Economy was great. Um, You know, gas was cheap. Uh, you know, and for the most part, the, the everybody was working. Unemployment rates were way low. And suddenly the pandemic comes along. And, you know, it sets everybody's hair on fire. And now we can't figure out how to get back. That's right. When It's like there's a major disruption, a major accident yeah. worldwide with our global economy. Yeah. Nobody saw it coming. And that's when stress really is. That's what post-traumatic stress is all about. It, it is. It's, it's not yeah. the things you anticipate that may be difficult. It's the car you never saw coming that hits you out of nowhere and knocks you for a loop. Takes out people in the car. Somehow you survive, but you got every bone in your body broken. That's the stuff that's happened. That's what happened here. Yes. And so you add to that. You add to that. I think there was a certain amount of uh, hubris or we've just got it kind of attitude. Now the pressure's on. And all the weak chinks and links in organizations are now surfacing. There's nowhere yeah. to hide. You can't and hide. So, and so the thing that we'd want to say here is that if, when is the time to get, you know, additional kind of training or help? Again, we brought up this before. Do you want to go see a marriage counselor when, you're, when your marriage is on the rocks? It's just, it's terrible. Or would it be a good idea if you and your spouse went and saw some marriage counseling or took some classes on marriage or yeah. raising kids before all that crap hits the fan? When's the time? It's always going to be in preparation. Yes. And if you haven't done the preparation, then you got to do that kind of let's get it back on track stuff. And because you didn't see it coming in the first place and you probably don't know what quite happened. That's why you've got to have this whole thing about external coaching versus internal coaching because yes. the people the coach if you got coaches inside they've been hit by the same train the rest of you have as well they cannot be objective because they did not they could not get out of the bus before the train hit it yeah you got to have experts on the outside assessing what happened when the train hit what was going on inside the bus all that kind of stuff you got to have objective people you can't do it in inside because it's not possible you have no ability and if you didn't do it beforehand, well, when are you going to do it? And many of these companies now are saying, instead of doing that, we're going to cut back. You know, it's, it's interesting you say it's like triaging the wounded while you're bleeding out yourself. You know, it's it, nice. I like that. That's an excellent example. Yeah. And that you, you can't. You can't. Because there's it, it just doesn't work. You're not going to be able to have those conversations. You know, it's. It, Based on even this this same survey we're talking about, Michael, and going back to the problems that maybe pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, 70%, 70% of all the C-suite people that were interviewed in this are seriously considering quitting their job for one that better supports their own personal well-being. 
What does that say? See, that says some, to me some very, very interesting things. It does. Yeah. yeah it, it could be like, well, the, you know, the company, the organization, culture is so bad. I, 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 can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't, I'm going to get out of here. On the other hand, on the other hand, some of the greatest leaders have been the ones that have been in the toughest situations. They didn't run. They didn't walk away. They worked it through. They figured out how to get it. Them, their people, the organization through there. Yeah. And we and we always look at those people as just incredible leaders. Yes, we do. You know, there's there's maybe that level of, you know, people that are walking away, the quiet quitters and all that kind of stuff. Maybe there's a level of the walkaway leaders versus the ones that dig in, auger in, and let's get this figured out. Let's get this working again. Yep. And that's where we talk about that inner core stuff, Rich. That, it's that the absolutely inner, core that inner core stuff that makes that happen. Without that clarity of who you are, your values, your principles, your core purpose, all those kinds of things working together, knowing how you do your playbook with your particular leadership styles that you have, knowing how to work that, connect with other people, get people working together, bring that new kind of synergy and cooperation happening there, synthesis, working at a higher level of problem solving. Unless you've got that in place, you're going to implode, just like that sad set to say that about that submarine. It's just when the pressure was on, sad to say, it was said to be able to do this and be able to take that kind of pressure. But when it really hit the world, when it really happened, it's gone. It, and, and unfortunately, if you're not ready for it, just like, yeah, they weren't ready to put that submarine down there. If you're not ready for. That's that's that. Yeah. Very sad, sad, sad. Sad. And that may be kind of meta, a metaphor for our times and many leaders. Yeah. When the pressure's on, when you think you can take it, but it actually arrives and you're finding yourself looking for the escape cat hatch. But now it's too late. Right. It's too late. And but it's not too late now for a lot. Not of yet. Time. Not yet. Yeah. Let's let's talk. Let's 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 have a conversation. Let's figure this out because um you know we don't have all the answers. <clears throat> I don't know that anybody really does at this point, but I'll tell you what, having someone to help you walk through this, and walk through those issues in your company and helping to, you to uh, helping to point out where the issues lie. Yeah, yeah, where those issues are and also let's get help you get a real read, a real read on your confidence in your leadership abilities. Yeah. A lot of imposter syndrome going on, a lot of denial happening out there, a lot of ignorance is yeah. playing itself out in terms of, oh, I'm okay, we're okay kind of stuff. We, 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 when you take this MLEI, we've talked about it a billion times, we know it probably sounds like we're pestering you, but I'm telling you it is a revelation when you start saying how confident you are in these nine different areas, how much yeah. you do them and how confident you really are it is an eye opener for people. Yeah. So if you're struggling in your leadership position right now, or you've got an organization where the leaders are struggling, if you got a temperature, man, find out what the temperature is. Yeah. And it's, and it's, what's it's causing it's, it. It's like taking that first step on that path, that journey. Yep. It is. And, and once you take that first step, you, you know, I got to keep going. So I got to know it's down here now. That's right. And that takes courage. It, it absolutely takes courage. Takes courage. Yeah. Be able to go, let's go take a look at the hard, hard numbers, the reality of what it is, yeah. Yeah. rather than saying, oh, it's them, but we're okay. Anyway, well, hopefully that, uh, folks, that this is something that you're going to take seriously, because this is, these are, we've got several of these kind of reports that really reiterate the same kind of thinking 
about leaders being disconnected to, well, here's the thing, not only disconnected to their employees, but also being disconnected to other people at that sea level. And at some level, maybe even being uh, disconnected from themselves operating in a level of denial. Yep. And what is it about that 75%? We got to figure that out. 75%, that number keeps coming up time and time and time again in these surveys. Yes, it does. There's only 25% that are really getting it out there or close to getting it. Yeah, that really get it. I'm kind of fearful that in some ways, perhaps that number is shrinking. I, it, it would seem so. Executive right. Leaders Act, ILEC.com, MichaelBailey.com. That's M-A-I-K-E-L Bailey.com or Rich Baron Executive Coaching.com. Look us up on LinkedIn. And uh, we're going to continue talking about this this report in another another episode because there's some important things here. Absolutely, important yeah, things. vital, crucial, yeah, yeah. Some there's what, what would you call it? these are leading indicators? Are they lagging indicators? Or are they a combination of both? Time will tell. Let's keep let's keep diving into this report. All right, makes sense to me. Yep. So you you had a call out for Katy, Texas. What was that today? Oh, yes, I did. Amazing for you. If you folks are out there listening in Katy, Texas, somebody came to my particular church this last weekend, introduced themselves as from Katy, Texas, talking a whole bunch about football and the great city that you've got. You got to call and see them over there. Excuse me, Katy uh, High School, 32,000 plus 500 or something like that. Yeah, That's a huge Coliseum for football, but you guys are bringing kids from all over the country to play football to prepare them to go to college in the NFL. So great stuff. His name, by the way, is Dustin Hummerick. Dustin Hummerick. Well, if you know Dustin, you. when yeah. you see him, say hi. And the reason why we're saying Katy, Texas is because we got some pretty dedicated followers. We do. In, in Katy, Texas. So, uh, and thank you to everybody, wherever you are. And here's the thing. Got to take care of each other. This report just just says that even further. We got to know what each other's what's going on. We got to take care of each other because in the end, we're all we got, right? Exactly right. So it's required. So until next time, Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. And uh, again, oh, I got a, a shout out to Feedspot. Feedspot again. There's 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 still. Uh, posting that's up. We're in the top 15 executive uh, coaching podcasts globally. So we we love that. Thank you all. Yeah. Thank you all. Okay. Meantime, leaders, time. lead well. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, RichBaronExecutiveCoaching.com or MichaelBailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, This is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.